You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. King trips right there. 52. All goes special. X shell across H wide. On one. 52 sway. What's that? Breeze drops back. Looks to the far sideline. Wide open. Traquan Smith. And Traquan Smith is going to go to the end zone. Drew Breeze has done it. I love you, bro. What is good, Houdat Nation? I thought we'd start off today's episode with something a little special. Listening to Drew Brees set the record for all-time passing yardage on that touchdown to Traquan Smith last Monday. It's my 50th episode here at Locked on Saints, so I thought I'd start it off with a little something special and fun to listen to. So welcome to Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints. We are brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network, where you get to hear the local experts on the biggest stories, your team, every day. I am your host, Ross Jackson. A big thank you and welcome to all of our new as listeners, whether it's your first time or your next time. I always love hearing from everyone that tunes in, reads, and follows, so know that you can hit me up on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC, and of course that ASC stands for AllSaintsConsidered.com, where you can find my as well as other talented writers, articles, and podcasts, your source for up-to-the-minute Saints news, opinions, and analysis for Saints fans by Saints fans. And I have a fun show for you today. I'm going to start off by doing some superlatives, some uh, some awards that I want to give out for the first five games of the season. And then I'm going to take a look ahead into my expectations, what it is that I'm looking forward to for the rest of the season. And then we'll close out with the biggest news from around the league, including a snippet of what Drew Brees had to say about if he wins the Super Bowl, whether or not he'll retire. All of that and a little bit of Lanyap here on Locked on Saints. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and dive right into these early season awards, I think is what I'm going to call them. We're, you know, we're about a third of the way through the season, so it's still early. It's still early, but uh, I think that this is a, a fun way to spend a little bit of this bye week here. So uh, this is uh, my first award for the offensive MVP. You heard him at the beginning of the show. He opened the show for me. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate you coming through like that. <laughs> but uh, offensive MVP Drew Brees uh, sitting right now with a pro football focus rate of 92.7, but let's talk about his on-field production. 100 148 completions out of 190 attempts. Uh, let's see, 1,658 yards, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. The only starting quarterback left in the league right now with zero interceptions. He's, you know, that's going to, of course, go on for at least another week. Uh, he's passing right now for a 77.9% passing. I'm sorry, 77.9 completion percentage. So he's on top of the league with that again. He's also on top of the league in quarterback rating with 122.3. He's also added 10 rushes for six yards and two touchdowns that tied and then won the Atlanta Falcons game in Atlanta. Uh, Let's see. He broke, of course, the record for all-time passing yards. He's one touchdown away from the 500 touchdown club, 500 passing touchdown club. All of this while sitting 12th in the league and pass attempts and he's also got the second he's also second in the league for 20 plus yard passes sitting at 26 so for all the people before the season began that said that he couldn't you know produce deep or anything like that or couldn't uh you know that the explosive plays were probably not going to be there and that he wasn't a deep passer he continues again remember last year he led the league with 72 by the end of the season he's already at 
26 right now. So he's on pace to pretty much match that same kind of production from last year. So or really exceed it. But, you know, he'll, that'll back off a little bit. But so, I mean, Drew Brees easily my offensive MVP. I want to give a quick shout out to both Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara because they are also in consideration for this. But I mean, Drew Brees is the one orchestrating it all. He's the one that's seeing the entire field. He's he's incredible. And uh, he's now a 99 on Madden if anybody cares about that. Defensive MVP, uh, Cam Jordan with an 85.0 pro football focus rating, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, 17 total tackles, five sacks, two tackles for a loss, two passes defended. Uh, he's and he's mad at himself. <laughs> he's got this stat line. He's second in the league, tied for second in the league right now with sacks. Only one off the lead, which are held by the Watt brothers and Geno Atkins. Only one off the lead. Uh, but he's mad at himself because he feels like he's missed one sack in each of the last three games, which you heard me play a clip of uh, yesterday. So he's just never complacent. He's always looking to improve. And that's one of the things that I love about Cam Jordan. It's one of the reasons why he's my defensive MVP. He's always trying to improve and he's always improving the players around him. He's also sitting right now on 20 total pressures, but he wants to be able to convert some of those pressures, more of those pressures into sacks. Uh, most improved award goes to Sheldon Rankins. At this point in the league, uh, this point in the league year, after five games, Sheldon Rankins had a 56.4. Pro football focus rating right now, he's sitting with a 67.9, which is great for defense. Uh, 217, 217, good God. I went way back, y'all. In 2017, uh, within his first five games, he played 157 pass rushing snaps, had 11 pressures, all of which hurries, no sacks at this point in the season, didn't get his first sack into the Bills game, only had four tackles, two of which for a loss so far within his first five games in 2018 on 145 pass rushing snaps, which is less than he had at this point in 2017. Uh, He's got 11 pressures again. This time, though, eight hurries, one hit, and two sacks. So he's already matched his sack rate from last or his sack number from last year within the first five games of this year 14 tackles three of which for a loss and he's eating up blockers he's taking on double teams which is getting our edge defenders in one-on-one situations whether that's Alex Okafor Marcus Davenport or Cameron Jordan uh, so he's doing all of that he's also pulling attention his spin move has been insane he's grabbing attention of other offensive linemen he's soaking up the attention of uh, running backs which is allowing those one-on-one matchups on the edge to continue one-on-one all the way to the quarterback Uh, and he's you know just freeing up other other pass rushers to make plays and then he's also making plays of his own so he's doing everything that he was able to do last year in terms of facilitating other people's success but he's also finding his own uh best rookie so far this year of course there aren't a lot to choose from the only ones on active rosters right now are Traquan Smith Marcus Davenport and uh Will Clapp uh, rookie Boston Scott is still on the team, but he's over on the practice squad at the moment. But best rookie so far this season for me, Marcus Davenport sitting with a 76 even in pro football focus rating, uh, 99 pass rushing snaps, which is actually light. I thought he would have a lot more at this by this time in the year. So I'm actually glad to see that because the wear and tear isn't there. Uh, so 99 pass rushing snaps so far on that seven pressures, two hurries, three hits, two sacks. He's also got 12 tackles, two for a loss and his sack, which can and, and one of those two sacks that came uh, on Monday was also a forced fumble against Alex Smith. He's also been an outstanding run defender. Overall, he's seventh in run stop percentage amongst all edge defenders with 14.3%. He's a top rookie. Uh, and the top mark is only 18.2%, so he's not far behind. And if you if you take that pool and shrink it to uh, edge defenders that are played that have played a minimum of 40 run defense snaps, fourth among all edge defenders. So he's having a great rookie year so far, and it's only going to continue to get better as his snaps keep increasing, increasing, and increasing. Uh, best offseason acquisition so far, Demario Davis. I'm giving it to him. 
uh, was the best available run. I'm sorry, the best available linebacker in free agency. We brought him in. Uh, also able to bring Patrick Robinson in, who deserves an honorable mention here. If it wouldn't be for the injury, he was he's easily been the most consistent cornerback uh, that we had throughout up until his injury. Uh, but Demario Davis is the guy that gets this award either way. 70.8 uh, pro football focus rating right now. 43 tackles. He's on pace to go plus 100 tackles, which I predicted way at the beginning of this year that he would be the next Saints linebacker to do it. Uh, we haven't had one since Craig Robinson in 2016, I think is when he did it. Uh, four tackles for a loss, two sacks, one quarterback hit, 11% run stop percentage. He's sixth among all linebackers with more than 81 run defense snaps with that number, 11%. Uh, and he can still improve in coverage. He's still got some room to grow. He's allowed a passer rating of 115.1. Uh, and he's but he's leading a top run defense right now and if he continues to improve in his coverage then it's just going to be lights out for him for the rest of the season but he's playing an outstanding season so far with his new team and finally breakout game of the year easily easily goes to Traquan Smith so far week five versus Washington three catches 111 yards two touchdowns before that he had one catch for only 18 yards so he made sure that he showed up and he's the reason on that 62 yard touchdown that we heard at the very beginning uh, well, not the reason, but he was the receiver uh, for the 62-yard touchdown we heard at the beginning of the podcast today. So that's it for all of my awards. If you can think of any other award topics or anything like that you want me to revisit at the mid-season break after week eight, hit me up on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. Let me know uh, what what award you want to hear, and I'll try to you know formulate it and and bring it to you at the middle at the midpoint of the season. Uh, all right, everybody, stick around because when we come back, we're going to be talking about the rest of the season, what I'm looking for what some of my expectations are, uh, the games that I'm looking forward to, things like that, players to watch, all of that. And then we'll finish up by looking at some of the biggest news from around the league, including what Drew Brees had to say about his potential retirement after 2018. Get your NBA previews this week at Locked On NBA. Six teams a day, five days a week, 30 teams previewed by the local experts of Locked On NBA. Follow Locked On NBA on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On NBA. Welcome back, family. Stick around because coming up next, we're going to talk about some of the biggest news from around the league, including Drew Brees' comments on his potential retirement after this season, should the Saints win a Super Bowl. But first, let's talk about the rest of this 2018 season. Usually, right here, I do the Eye on the Enemy segment, but because we're not playing a game, I'm kind of shaking it up a little bit. I'm still going to talk about uh, some of the... We're still going to have our eye on some enemies, but just not an opponent that we're playing this week. We'll get back to that next week before we take on the Baltimore Ravens. So for right now, let's start with a little bit of a, a players to watch portion of this segment. I'm going to talk about some players and we're watching some on the offense, some on defense for the rest of the season and why specifically I'm looking for them. Uh, first of all, Mark Ingram uh, tops my, is on, on top of my list. I'm watching him big time because aside from Drew Brees' 500 touchdown, he's one touchdown away from getting that 500 touchdown club, which he's sure to do during the, I'm sorry, the uh, the Baltimore game this coming week. Uh, Mark Ingram sits only 681 yards away from tying the all-time Saints rushing record score. So he's right now sitting at uh, 5,415 yards, and he's trailing Deuce McAllister by only 681 yards with 6,096. He also trails Deuce McAllister by only three touchdowns for the all-time Saints 
rushing touchdown mark as well. He's sitting at 46. Deuce McAllister is at 49. So after his 682nd yard and after his fourth rushing touchdown on the season, then he will be at the top of the Saints franchise list for rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So I'm definitely watching that. Alvin Kamara, also somebody to continue to watch throughout the year, uh, coming back as you know 2017's Offensive Rookie of the Year, had a pretty chill game against Washington, which is probably good with Mark Ingram coming in and producing in the in the, the pass game, clicking the way that it clicked with Drew Brees at the helm. Um, Alvin Kamara was the first player in 20 games to amass 1,000 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing, so look for him to continue to find those those benchmarks and, and, and break those benchmarks. Drew Brees, of course, as I mentioned a second ago, we're continuing to watch one touchdown away from the 500 touchdown club, and he's looking to continue... It looks like he's going to be setting another completion record by the end of this year. Someplace, some some part in the uh, somewhere in the top five, where he already owns the number one, number three, and number four spot. Cameron Meredith looks like he's starting to fit in. He had uh, some a couple of big catches uh, throughout the Washington game. Traquan Smith is looking like somebody that might be vying for more playing time. Tegan Jr. missed the Washington game with a knee injury. Traquan Smith, as I mentioned earlier, broke out in that game. Three catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Look for him and Cameron Meredith to continue to find out where it is that they fit in this offense and find out how it is that they can continue to contribute alongside Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Over on the defensive side, I'm, of course, looking at Marcus Davenport. You heard me talk about him already. He's our best rookie so far this season. Traquan Smith might like to have a word, but that comes in time. Marcus Davenport right now sitting with those two sacks, big-time force fumble. He's been uh, great creating pressure on the quarterback. He's also been outstanding in the run game. Slick for him to continue to improve that. Uh, Demario Davis, who I also mentioned before, uh, has been an outstanding acquisition. The linebacking core actually is solid for our, for the first time in many years in New Orleans, and he's a huge part of that as sort of the stalwart of that defense, of, the, of that second level. And then the Saints secondary, just looking for continued improvement, losing Marshawn Lattimore against Washington again. Could have been absolutely huge and honestly could have been insurmountable in a way. But thankfully, King Crawley, P.J. Williams, Justin Hardy all stepped up. And it helps that Alex Smith is the type of quarterback that he is. I'm never going to call him a game manager because I think he's better than better than what you would consider a game manager, quote unquote. But he wasn't taking as many deep shots. But a lot of that had to do with the safety play by Von Bell as well as Marcus Williams just shutting down their sides of the field, which has been Great to watch over the course of the last couple of games because it was not there at the beginning. Uh, games that I'm looking forward to throughout. This is sort of in the fashion of Eye on the Enemy without going to Reddit. But uh, a couple of games that I'm really looking forward to. First of all, the game at Minnesota. Of course, this is an opportunity for the Saints to redeem themselves. Marcus Williams in particular to redeem themselves at, was it, U.S. Bank Stadium? In Minneapolis, where the Minneapolis Miracle took place, uh, but right now it looks like this Minnesota defense is not really, not really out, as outstanding as uh, we have considered it to be in the past, or as we expected it to be at the beginning of the year, allowing 375 total yards per game. That's 21st in the league. 26.2 game, 26.2 points per game. That's 22nd in the league. 278.6 passing yards per game. That's 25th in the league. And they're also allowing a completion percentage of 66.3, which when you're going against uh, Drew Brees, he's going to take advantage of that. The other game that I'm really looking forward to, home game against the Los Angeles Rams. They have been easily the best team in the NFC sitting at 5-0, and but the Saints are right there nipping on their heels coming up as trying to make sure that they establish themselves as one of the best teams in the league as well. This Rams defense is not as good as we thought it was going to be. Here are a couple of numbers for that. 106.8 rushing yards allowed per game. That's 18th in the league. 5.0 rushing yards allowed per run. That's 29th 
in the league, and they've also allowed over 140 passing, I'm sorry, over 140 rushing yards twice in the last three weeks. And in the week that they didn't allow 140 rushing yards, they allowed 350 passing yards. And so that's in, in that all of that is within the last three games. Speaking of the last three games, in that moment, in that time frame, Marcus Peters has allowed 255 yards and five touchdowns. So they're having some trouble over there in LA with the defense. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as well coming up next in our next segment, which is going to be about the biggest news from around the league. But real quick, I want to also throw in Philadelphia and Carolina, both games against Carolina at weeks 15 and 17, depending on what the playoff picture looks like could be really interesting because we could look like a lock for the playoffs by week 17, but we still could be playing for the division at that point if these two teams continue to match up the way that they have been throughout the season so far. So it's actually kind of nice that the NFC South is shaking out the way that it is because it's going to make those last three games watchable, uh, which sometimes they're absolutely not. Everybody sits their players, everything like that, but they might. we actually might be playing for something as deep into the, into the season as Week 17, so that could be really exciting. All right, stick around, y'all, because when we come back, y'all remember Drew Brees in his locker room speech at the end of the game on Monday mentioned that he, was, he came back to New Orleans for one thing, and he has his eye on one goal, and he's trying to achieve that. So is it possible that if he does achieve that one goal, that his time is over in New Orleans? He addressed that very question in a conversation with Reggie Bush on NFL Network, and we're going to take a listen to that and see what his answer is. Could Drew Brees be retiring after this year? Stick around and find out. Does your fantasy football team need a jolt? Well, if so, the Locked On Network has you covered. We've got two shows for you. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, which will get you all the injury news, updates, waiver moves, everything that you need. And then Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer has a different expert every day from around the fantasy world. Follow Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 and Locked On Fantasy Football on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On Fantasy Football. Is your company looking for a new way to reach new customers? Where your company could be mentioned right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with the sponsors that they hear on their podcast. Our demographic is 98% male with more education and higher earning than most traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast by emailing me at rossjacksonasc at gmail.com. All right, family, welcome back. Drew Brees spoke about his retirement with former Saints running back Reggie Bush on NFL Networks. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, Eagles' Jason Peters was believed to have suffered a torn biceps injury. Uh, the club seems confident that he'll continue to play through. The Philadelphia O-line has suffered a lot so far this season. It's not. It was a strength last season. It's a weakness this season. It's something to keep an eye on as our defensive line over in New Orleans continues to step up once we get to that Eagles game, which will be in the dome, by the way. Y'all make sure you get tickets for that in the dome. Uh, but that offensive line has been a little Swiss cheese-ish, and Jason Peters has been sort of a staple point for that offensive line for many, many years over in Philadelphia at this point. So uh, it would be a big loss for them if they ended up losing him or if he's not playing at 100%. Uh, sticking with the Eagles and Giants game, Saquon Barkley had an incredible performance last night against the Eagles in a game that looked essentially to be all Philadelphia. Saquon made the most of his time and was essentially the only bright spot, gained 229 total yards, 130 of which on the ground with only 13 carries. So that was a 10 uh, per 10 yard per run average and he also scored a touchdown you'll remember that Saquon Barkley had only a hundred total yards against the Saints uh, and only one touchdown 44 yards on the ground 56 
through the air. So keep that in mind as well when we head up or when we get to the point to where we're taking on Philadelphia and their weakness with uh, running backs right now. Uh, the thing about this game is that it didn't really, he didn't really feel it. Saquon didn't really let it all sink in because of the 30, the team's 34 to 13 loss. So he talked about, yeah, it's great, but you know, we didn't get that W. And so that's a really nice attitude to have uh, considering some of the other personalities that he might potentially have on that team. Say no more. More on the Rams defense. They've given up 534 yards in five games on the ground. Can't relate. Uh, Adamican Sue says that the run defense is terrible and also noted that he can't remember the last time that he had played with a defense that could give up 100 rushing yards, even though they averaged over 100 rushing yards given up his first three seasons in Detroit. And then over his first two seasons in Miami, uh, they gave up over 2,000 rushing yards. So I don't really know where. Oh, and also just last year, according to NFL.com, they gave up over 290. There was over 290 rushing yards to Carolina. So, uh, you know, memory, like like the NFL.com article says, you should check it out because it's actually pretty funny. Uh, his, his memory's a little hazy. All right, let's get to the most important part of this segment right here. Uh, Drew Brees and what he had to say about his potential retirement if the Saints win a Super Bowl in 2018. Check it out. No, I don't think so. No? I'm not promises either way. I mean, that's not my intention. Um, I really am just trying to stay in the moment and take it one game at a time and one year at a time, but I do have aspirations to play longer than that. Drew, listen. We can win a Super Bowl this year, we can win a Super Bowl next year, and I'll still be happy to call you my quarterback until you're 50. I don't care how you play after that. I don't give, I don't, I really couldn't care less how you play after that point. No, but I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear that Drew has some aspirations beyond just this year, regardless of what the results of this year are, Super Bowl or not. Um, it, it's just nice to hear. Like it's, it's, it's amazing to have that kind of a loyal, that kind of loyalty from your quarterback. And it makes sense. I mean, you know, there's, you've heard over and over again over this week, the whole story about the Miami Dolphins and about how they passed on them because they're do- not not the Miami Dolphins, but the Miami Dolphins medical staff and how they passed on them. Shout out Miami Dolphins medical staff of 2006. We appreciate you. Uh, but they passed on them. We signed them over in New Orleans in 2006 when Sean Payton came in and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, and so it makes sense that he'd be loyal to this team and continue to, to you know, give his heart out to this team and to the city that put gives their heart to him and his family. Uh, every single day, not even every single week. So uh, just glad to hear it. And of course, you know, I mean, he, he's got to be a little, you know, like you said, I'm not making promises or anything like that. No one can predict the future. No one knows what's going to happen in terms, you know, between now and the end of this season that might change his mind. But as of right now, Drew Brees is a New Orleans Saint for years to come, whether or not they hoist the Lombardi again at the end of the 2018 season, which I would love to see, because remember, that would be in Atlanta, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the budget Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me this week. It has been a blast. Uh, We are going to come back to our usual pre-game schedule uh, throughout the rest of the week. I'm going to have a couple of little pieces of bonus content for you Monday and Tuesday before we get to the crossover Wednesday and start moving into previewing that Baltimore Ravens game at M&T Stadium in Baltimore. So thank you so much, everybody, for coming through. Once again, I am Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Find Locked on Saints on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is that you find your podcast, just be sure to subscribe so that you always know when the newest episodes drop every Monday through Friday. Rate, share, review, retweet. Thank you so much for all your support. This has been Locked on Saints and Trust. Who that nation? I'll holla at you.
Hey everyone, Jake Madison here, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Basketball season is upon us and big things are in store for the Pelicans after making the playoffs last year. Keep up with everything going on around Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and the rest of the team with the daily Locked On Pelicans podcast, wherever you get your podcast from.